1: back baby it's horns up talking texas podcast fisher disciples dj nikki snacks crider i got a gut i woke up to the worst text Our, a friend of ours jesse karetz texted in a group uh God, I wish I was waking up in Houston today. And that just like, <laughs> I get these emails from the college football playoff because we would have been there for media. Yeah, I see didn't. all these other, I see all these uh, media people, you know, doing their sticks and their runs and like stuff. We kind of like stuff we did last year, to be frank, like at the, you know, the TCU uh, Georgia beatdown, um, made maybe a little jealous, but nonetheless, some good news. I want to say it's good news. We have guys going pro. I want to say that's good news on a prep. Always good news. Always good news. That is always good news. Yeah. Toss, if you want to give us the rundown of the latest of who's officially going pro, maybe anybody coming back, uh, what's the roster looking like as it stands?
2: Yeah. So uh, new news over the weekend um, from Chip Brown at 247. A.D. Mitchell is likely going to be going to the NFL draft. Well, he said that he's going to the NFL draft. We just haven't seen the statement from A.D.'s mouth himself. Um, but that was expected once we saw that J.T. Sanders was also going. He'll be the number one tight end – or sorry, the number two tight end behind Brock Bowers. we obviously – we mentioned last week that Jonathan Brooks will be the number one RB um, by PFF rankings and by most people's big boards. So we're, we're kind of just checking boxes on the position groups here. Um, mm-hmm. Xavier worthy is going to be a top 10 wide receiver on most people's big board. Same thing with Ad Mitchell, um, all four of those guys. And now Tavandre sweat is also getting some late buzz are, are likely to be taken in the top 50, which would be tremendous. That's, that's why they do it right. They go play college football. Yes. To win a national championship, but eventually make it to the NFL and pursue that larger goal of having a career in the NFL, potentially competing for a super bowl, um, Beating the odds of, of playing in the NFL longer than four years, too. Right, there's so many other goals that these guys will now have. Bijan Robinson, shout out to him. He broke the Atlanta Falcons rookie scrimmage yards record. Um, we all knew his talent. Uh, you know, they we even thought he was still underutilized, but glad for him that he uh he got that rookie, <laughs> glad that he got that rookie record. Um, so I mentioned AD Mitchell, um, and then I uh, Baron Sorrell will be staying with the Longhorns, which is nice. huge. Um yep. He, he really, you know, he took his time with that decision. And I think he was weighing going to going pro. And I think it was a, it was a heavy consideration for him, but he decided to stay at the 40 acres. And I think he's going to benefit from that. And certainly our defense will. And then one guy defensively that is also declared for the NFL draft who had one year left of eligibility is Ryan Watts uh defensive back. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's a bummer to see guys like Watts and AD and JT, um, head to the draft, especially when, you know, when, when it, for just for the horn's sake, for our team for next year, um, we're going to be in great positions, but you know, we were teeter tottering, Oh, are we going to have them? Are we not going to have them? We know the final answer we're, we're rooting for their success at the next level. And they, they all did an absolute service to the university. And, um, we're, we're great leaders. I mean, just seeing guys pop up that are still on the roster that are, that are talking on social media about how important these guys were. As leaders in the locker room for them, and how they're taking on the mantle. Um, I even saw Ryan Watts talking, you know, uh, over social with some of the um, the new with Kobe Black specifically on Twitter, saying, you know, we took it to the level. Now you guys got to take it to the next level. So um, mm. that that's really encouraging to to see and to hear, obviously. And so we're in a good spot here. But that's just the the current update on some of our guys.
3: Yeah, Thank I think guys. it's bittersweet. You know, at the end of the day, like you want these guys to go pro. You want them to have success and represent the Longhorns in the NFL. I mean, all these guys do it, and you know when Cameron Dicker and Justin Tucker and and Quandre Diggs and you know it's why I mentioned the kickers first, but um, you know when these guys are are repping, you know, in the NFL, like it just looks better on our program. And at the end of the day, like the ultimate goal for these kids is to get to the league, make the big bucks, and you know provide for their families and make this a career. And it just shows that our university is a great stepping stone and a great developmental place for them to get there. And when you're turning out top 50 draft picks, you know, year after year, then that's how you become a team like Alabama and Georgia. And, you know, at times LSU, because those guys without, you know, don't miss a beat any draft. There's always, you know, at least two the three Bama players drafted in the first round. And mm. there's probably, you know, close to four, five, six of them in the top 50. I mean, there was that year when LSU won the Natty with Joe Burrow. They had like 13 players get drafted. Like well, that's mm. insane. You know, and the fact that we're sitting here with confidently probably seven to eight guys that are going to get drafted in the NFL draft this year, whether it's a day one or day three pick that were, you know, big playmakers for the university next year. But it's next man up. You know, it's it's that mentality where you come to to Texas to get your strength and your tools to get to the next level and, you know, ultimately try to win a national championship and win a conference championship, which they checked that box off. Yeah. Um, but now these new guys that are coming in, and whether that be for the transfer portal, whether that be, you know, guys that are already in the locker room that are stepping up to, to you know, get another, another year under their belt with the Longhorns or, you know, guys that are fresh out of high school. Like, there's going to be some guys that come in here and we're in the best place that I've ever felt I've been as a Texas Longhorn. To be completely honest, I mean the way the receiving room is shaking up. You know we're super high on every single guy in that receiving room. Not, a, I mean obviously, you know AD and, and Xavier are big subtractions from that, but we we're plugging and playing here, boys. I mean John T. Cook, you know we're high on him. Matthew Golden, uh, Ryan Wingo, like these are these are top playmakers. These are guys that will probably get drafted next year. Not not John Tay because he's too young, and not Ryan, but but Matthew Golden, like that. That's a guy who can legitimately go, you know, second round next year, and and be a speed threat that a lot of teams are, are itching for in the NFL. Um, the one area of concern, or, or I would say two areas of concern on this on this roster, um, is defensive uh, line interior. And I know it's huge. You know, we got Alfred Collins coming back and he can kind of step in there and, and be that guy. And, you know, he plays a little bit of the edge and, and a little bit of the nose as well. Um, and then tight end, you know, And at the, at the end of the day, Jatavian's a guy that Colt McCoy wished he had on his team. And, you know, we're sitting here and it's hard to hit on a tight end. Um, it yeah. just it really is as you see how the NFL draft goes and you see how college goes, there's only a couple of top guys that are undoubtedly like these guys. Mm-hmm. Gunnar Helm has stepped in pretty well, but would like to like to see you know someone be like
1: the the premier guy at tight end. Yeah, I I would say for me tight end the biggest position because on the interior of the defensive line I trust Alfred Collins. He was a guy coming into the season we had high hopes for, and it's great that he's staying. Vernon Broughton staying, which is nice. Troy uh, then- transferring. Yeah, yeah. In, the, in the prior draft class, in the prior recruiting class, sorry, we had Sadir Mitchell, uh, who was a big recruit for us. I'm hoping he can set up Dre Bledsoe, uh, step up on the interior of the defensive line. Jameer Caldwell was a guy from Houston in the transfer portal on the defensive line, a big body that we're looking at. Alex January is a guy in this class that we love. And plus, you know, Bo Davis. You got to trust Bo Davis, who sure. I, it looks like he's staying, Bo which Bo knows. So that's been a, a real benefit um for us with him staying. And, uh, yeah, I, look, the, at the end of the day, You said it best, Nick, we want to be a program where guys come in and they're like, I can go farther in football than just college football and just, you know, the NIL space, right? And now I can go and get drafted. And we're having how many guys are talking about in the top 50 picks. We love where AD and Worthy and, and Sanders can go. We're high on where Sweat can go. Byron Murphy, if he tests really well as a pass rusher, he can go in there. Jade yep. Barron's going to get drafted and Jalen Ford's going to get drafted. And we think Jay Witt can get drafted, especially after watching what Puka Nakua you know, what the Rams had to say about him. We know Jay Witt's a similar type of guy as far as what he brings to the table mentally uh, and reliability. So, Sark's challenge as an offensive mind is going to be: How do I make this roster work? How do I make it work with more, with uh, Niblet, with with Wingo, with um, with Jonte Cook, these young receivers? How do I make it with a two-headed backfield with Baxter? Is he really going to be that premier guy that we all think he can Ooh. be? Uh, Gibbs, Jarrett Gibson coming in, obviously Jaden Blue returning, also Jake Majors announced that he's returning for his senior yeah. season at the offensive center position, which is huge. And so uh, we pretty much are returning four guys in the offensive line, which is. And Quinn, which is probably the most important, that core coming back. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And I was looking at our last year's recruiting class. In that class is Derek Williams, right? In that class, is Malik Muhammad. In that class is Anthony Hill. These guys are already making major contributions. We're getting a Colin Simmons into the building. We're getting a Trey Moore already coming into the building. We're talking to a guy like C.J. Daniels from Liberty who had a double-digit touchdown season at receiver, who had 1,000 yards receiving at receiver. Even if we get him, he may not be Xavier Worthy or A.D. Mitchell, but he's going to be a productive guy with good college experience. Uh, so I really like we're not losing a lot of talent. There's still talent now. There's always – the guys can always transfer, right? Like we saw A.D. Mitchell transfer after the national championship, which is crazy. So guys may look at the Texas Longhorns when A.D. officially announces that he's going pro and go, okay, Worthy's gone, A.D.'s gone. Yes, they have guys like Niblet, Cook, uh, Wingo, and more and Golden already there. But they lost their two best receivers, and if I'm a wide receiver and I saw where those two guys are going, I may want to, change, you know, reroute and go to Texas, yeah, um, which is always a possibility. So I think this re- the the recruiting trail is great. It's great that we're keeping. Bo Davis, we're adding a deep co-defensive coordinator, yeah. uh, Johnny Nansen from Arizona, who had the Arizona Wildcats in the top three in scoring defense in the Pac 12, and the strongest Pac-12 we saw in the finale of the Pac-12 this past season. And that's really, and he's experienced coaching with Sark. So you're right, Nick. This is the best we've ever seen this program. We're adding, we're adding so much. And all our subtraction is in such a positive way. You yeah. want to see guys go pro and you want to see Longhorns on Sunday in big draft picks and big spots.
3: Yeah, I, I like the Nansen hire. I, I think it's obviously great when you're mm-hmm. adding someone that has had a historic career. You know, being able to to put stuff out there uh, like the in the Pac-12 and scoring scoring defense and also having a history. But I think the big thing here is getting that recruiting pipeline in Southern California. Mm-hmm. I think that at the end of the day, like that that's huge. You know, being able to recruit nationally and not only in Texas is something that really makes you uh, a blue blood you know, big program that can contend is getting guys from all over the nation who want to come in and make a difference. And, you know, the, the Southern California, uh, recruiting area, you know, it's, it's been dominated by, by Oregon, by USC, by, by UCLA, you know, by, by Stanford, by Washington, like it's time they now we get in there and, 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 get guys. I mean, look, at the end of the day, Xavier Worthy's from Fresno, you know, we, we nabbed him, you know, that, that proves good on our track record. Bijan's from Arizona, but yeah, yeah. I mean there's there's some studs, you know, at Modern Day, at uh um uh St. Bosco,
1: right? Is mm-hmm. that what it's called? Yeah. And we already got Brandon Baker from Modern Day, which is great. Exactly. So, so um, I mean there, there, there's some guys out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um well we have some shout-outs, by the way, Toss, in your in the comment section for your for your mustache. Your mustache has been getting a lot of run recently. It's I, I don't remember what you look like without it. So <laughs> I think, it, I think that's a, it's a good compliment, but you're right, Nick, like having a guy like that, who's got experience recruiting on the West coast uh, and who really, you know, look, he proved his chops. This was a really tough pack 12 this year. Oregon was good. You had, you had our Arizona, uh, you know, they were good obviously, but Washington's playing in the national, for the national championship. USC still had Caleb Williams, like, going against these programs is really difficult. So bringing in a guy like Nansen kudos to PK. I don't know how much say he had, but I'm sure it's like, you know, you, it's a bit of an ego thing to be co-defensive coordinators with a guy and bring him in and be like, you know what? I'm down for the betterment of the team to do this with another dude. And we, I'm looking at the rest of our staff. Like we still have so many amazing position coach players. Like everyone wants to stay and finish the job and having that 12 team playoff really helps us next season. So I, you gotta feel great
3: what what i will say is that i was raised by my stepdad and my dad and i turned out just fine so co-defensive coordinators you know this could be a a blessing in disguise for the defense
1: yes it it really it it really could be and yeah again I, i you know the buzz around us it's sad we're not playing in the national championship it's a really big bummer and i i hope i'm hoping this team and it sounds like this team with the finish what we started mentality. It always reminds me what Derek Johnson said to us on our show, of like how that next year, how they got, how they almost walked so that next group could run. And we needed to get over that hump. We needed to win the big 12 championship, which was the goal this year. We needed to get to the college football playoff, not almost get there. And We emphatically got there and we were, you know, in our, like Quan said, in a C game seconds away from, you know, being playing in Houston uh, in, in a quote unquote home game again. So really exciting stuff. Great that our program is in, a, in an awesome direction. And yeah, can't say enough good things. Yeah, Closing I, thoughts, Jens?
3: Well I feel like we're not, we're not done. You know, there's still a lot to be done here on the recruiting aspect. I mean, there's, there was the early period of National Signing Day. There'll be another one come February. Um, but the transfer portal is not done either. They're also taking a look at Dorian Singer, who's a mm. wide receiver out of USC. Josh, yeah. you know pretty well, covering USC, and then Lejante Wester from FAU. So uh, they they want guys, you know, they want guys in this receiving room to fill it out to make it as competitive as possible and come into spring with a with a true competition. And that's mm-hmm. what you want, you know. Iron sharpens iron, and ultimately the best guy is going to play. But you know, you want to take the best opportunities possible to get, you know some speed out there, some big playmakers when you head to the ICC. Cause you know, Bama is going to come with it. You know, George is going to come with it. You know, LSU's going to come with it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then yeah. I, I quickly on the Dorian singer thing before you go toss Dorian singer was in Arizona before USC, obviously Nansen coming in. Like they had that, they have somewhat of a connection. I know it's two opposite sides of the ball. And he was a guy that had 1100 yards as a sophomore was leading the PAC 12 as a sophomore. And he was a top receiver in the PAC 12 as a sophomore. And they completely botched, I thought the utilization of Dorian singer in Southern California. So yeah, bringing a guy like that in there would be massive.
3: I don't know how you go from eleven hundred yards to two hundred eighty
1: nine yards. It, I it was dumbfounding. like they never used they just didn't use him. and they have good guys there. They had Taj Washington. they had Zachariah Branch as a freshman who was a beast. But he just, and Brendan Rice, Jerry Rice's son, came on really strong like throughout the season, but still he couldn't see the field. And I don't blame him for transferring. And if we can pick him up, I really think he fits that. He may not be AD Mitchell, but he fits that role really yeah. nicely. Wester would be nice. He'd be a, a guy with one year of eligibility, still him away from
3: Tom Herman. You know, he had to let him like plus. <laughs> Had 1100 yards, uh, this last season, you know, eight touchdowns, 108 receptions. I mean, that's absurd. That's NFL type receptions, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. I mean, it's just
2: interesting with the USC, another, you know, with, with Singer transferring, and obviously Malachi Nelson transferred last week. Uh, it was the 2023 number one QB kind of, of head scratcher
3: going to Boise State. I'm loving it, wild. I'm in it. Wild.
2: It's wild uh lincoln and shambles over there we're not, nobody's nobody's gonna be disappointed about that especially not the longhorn fans uh i i did want to say um one i think it's you know while we will have a lot of youth it, some of these guys were a part of the depth this season right so they saw us when they were a part of that winning culture so going into next season maybe not having as much on-field experience as we looked coming into this year um, I feel a lot better about being in that position than we have in the, in the past few years, because I, I trust our coaches. I, I trust our talent and I trust, you know, the culture that we've built. And so I think that while we will be really young going into next season, um, if Quinn comes back, which he still has to finalize that decision, but all signs point to him coming back, the veteran presence on the line and with our quarterback will make me feel very at ease, even if our playmakers on the outside. Are a little bit younger and i just wanted to throw this out to you guys uh i I saw i don't know if this is true or not i have no idea (sighs) that jonte cook might be changing his number from two to one and i kind of love when a program has like represent represent representative numbers that mean something right where it's like if you're wearing number one you are the number one guy as a wide receiver at texas like obviously that's that's what x was wearing um, and Cook would go to one and Golden would go to two, uh, or something like that, is, is what I saw in the rumor mill. So, would you guys be all in on that? Or were you, uh, you want, I mean, two is a swaggy number. I definitely, right, honest, I definitely but,
3: like, like the so like kind of how the Cowboys have like the 88 club, you know, pimp yeah, 55 and um, USC. Yeah, it's it's super cool. It's a tradition. I don't like the idea of like being like that is our number one guy because that ultimately, right. like, I don't if you look at last year, like, I don't think Xavier was our number one guy, like, I think. I think they shared it. You know, AD was yeah. the guy at times X was the guy. Jutabian was the guy at times, you know, he wore zero um, at the end of the day. Like, I, d- I don't want to single out one guy. So if it, if it means I'm one, cause I'm the guy, then not a fan of that. But I do like the traditional style of like, yeah, passing down. I mean, like you said, like guys at Texas, you know, the six club, like you have like your own kind of like brotherhood fraternity within the Texas longhorn it's crazy, you know, uh, culture, like, the sixes you know like i'm number 81 like you know i I keep in touch with all those guys (laughs) yeah
2: yeah and the way that it was presented was not like sark is saying that he gets number one right Right, and that means something like uh chief bucket getter who just is in the comments said he was in a fraternity that's great uh let us let us know which fraternity it was just kidding actually
1: you know he was he was in a fraternity for about 10 years uh, which was pretty impressive. He was a a little, he, a
2: little Van Wilder experience. He for, was cheap bucket was,
1: getter. He was the Van Wilder of the Zeta Beta Tau fraternity at the University of Texas. Um, we love that. Yeah, he was like one of the best basketball players in the history of the program at ZBT, and you know, the lucky lefty people would call him. Don't uh, run into him at LA fitness. It's going to be a bad day for you at, at the JCC. You, it's the last person you want to see there in the post. So yeah, really good. Good for chief bucket. Getter. I got to get a basketball court at my wedding. Maybe he'll come. <laughs> yes, <Hey>. Exactly. <laughs> get a microphone. And a, that guy can't stay away from a microphone and a basketball court. <laughs> Never seen one. He didn't like, um, but yeah, no, for real. Like this, you can't say it enough. It's, it's really exciting. If we get Dorian Singer, it'd be awesome. And The program is in such a nice, fun spot, and the ones is cool. Like these are these are all conversations that like we never have gotten to have before in a post in a postseason as we're getting to basketball. Um, which we should. I do want to touch on basketball really quickly because I think a lot of people are calling for Rodney Terry's head that I'm in conversations with, and on Twitter I'm seeing it. And part of me was really disappointed in that Texas tech loss. Texas tech is a good basketball program. Like they shouldn't be like shut out. I know they're not ranked like a Houston. They're not ranked in like an Oklahoma or in the BYU level this year, obviously the Baylor level uh, on Kansas um, who are the two of the top programs in college basketball, but they're still a really strong college basketball team. It's very disappointing to see us lose big 12 at home. Um, It just, we have so many guys who are capable. Like it's bizarre because Dylan Mitchell is, back and better than ever. Ace miss is a really strong offensive player. Hunter's a really strong offensive player. There's just no continuity and there's just no gelling. And I know to health has been such a big question mark for this team. And Shedrick's trying to fill in admirably as a number one offensive big. And I'm confident we get to the, you know, March madness dance. But for this team to be successful, I think A has to like relinquish a little bit of the pressure, and we have to figure out a way to get this suit back and rolling. Um, if we want to be any kind of success, because we're we're just a little lost out there.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think with this many guys that we brought in in the portal, um, similar to last season, like it takes time. We got to yeah, we it just takes time for these guys to gel on the court, especially coming back from injury, like you said, and um. Uh, I I don't get the criticism to Rodney T. I really don't because it takes a special coach to, to get a group of guys when you are given the reins in the middle of the year. Um, I know December is not necessarily like the middle of the year. It's early Mm. in the season, but he took us further than Shaka smart ever did. So I like in one season and it was an interim head coaching job that he did there. So like, give him some, cut him some slack, give him some time. Um, This is not like, no college basketball program can expect to be in the final four every single season it is tremendously difficult to win your conference tournament when you're competing in the big 12 and soon to be the sec and obviously the acc and the big 10 as well those are the powerhouse basketball conferences and you know you you have to you have to be loose with your expectations you can have expectations for the talent and that's just what i want to see i just want to see us playing well together we didn't Mm -hmm. play well against texas tech that's the most frustrating thing i don't think we need to be pointing it Rodney Terry and saying like, oh, we have to shake things up. Well, get over it because like, he just got an extension. Like this is early in the process. There's a lot of basketball to be played. There's a lot of coaching he still has to do in developing, but ultimately, you know, the next month will be really, really indicative of what this team can do in the big 12 tournament and potentially in the March Madness tournament. Um, but, but these guys have to, they have to put minutes together on the court or else we yeah. never really see it. As,
3: as chief bucket getter knows. I mean, basketball probably is the most important sport there is to have chemistry with the rest of your teammates, you know, and, and to be able to have some continuity. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's hard when you're have a bunch of new guys coming in the building and they haven't really been tested that much this season, you know, besides, you know, the early season against Marquette. Um, UConn. With UConn, yeah. And then this was their first big one in conference against tech, but they've been just waxing, you know, smaller schools, you know, like AM Corpus and you know, UTR. UTR Arlington. Arlington. Exactly. <laughs> and so it's like you really don't have a true sense of like what this team can do together um because they haven't really had that many opportunities. But it's early, you know, at the end of the day, like you just gotta, gotta put together some good wins, you know. And this is definitely a team that's gonna it's gonna get to the tournament. You know, I'm I'm confident in that. We're not gonna, you know, miss the tournament here, but it's gonna take some time. It's gonna take some time to
1: grow and just mesh together. Yeah, I'm happy that our first road games are ones tomorrow at Cincinnati. Not an, e- not the easiest of games, right? Cincinnati's not a-, a walk in the park. They're 12 and two, and they have a better record than us. It's not the easiest place to play in the world. But then we have UC- UCF. We play West Virginia before we have Baylor, Oklahoma, like the real quote unquote big dogs, the Big Twelve. So I'm happy like we have not tune-up games, but a bit of an ease before we have to play like a Kansas a Baylor, a Houston and an Oklahoma. Like I'm saying, um, yeah, you know, Ace Miss Hunter, I would love to see us shoot better from three. I know it's like a, I feel like I'm beating a you know like an old drum here. Like it's been one of the biggest issues of Texas basketball for God knows how long. But shooting the three ball has never been our strongest suit. I would, lo- yeah, we do need to win those three games badly. We have to go three and zero for sure. The West Virginia Mountaineers are not good this year, and I would love to see. I don't need anyone to take over, but more team basketball. I would, again, Chedric, DeSue, working themselves back in. The only one that I honestly am really happy with and don't need to see that much more from, and maybe be nice, of course, is Dylan Mitchell. Like, I'm happy with what we have from Dylan Mitchell right now. Yep. Dylan Mitchell's playing his best ball. He's great. He's a great rebounder. His athleticism is crazy crazy but okay. i i'm really i'm really happy with him ace miss is hopefully starting to fall into his own and hunter honestly is picking it back up a little bit too which has been pretty nice mm-hmm. so i'm I'm, com- I'm like you nick i'm confident we'll get there but we shall see. see wait and see horns, Hook horns up him baby Horns up
2: talking texas <laughs> we'll see
1: you guys next time we out you we love ya. we <laughs>